0: now
1: hello and welcome to the anti-football podcast my name is chris as always i am joined by harry um we've got quite a f- oh fuck ah put that up hello and welcome to the anti-football podcast my name is chris as always i am joined by harry this is the second time i've tried to do this intro so i'm not going to waffle on any longer got quite a few games to get into don't we <laughs>
2: yes
1: wow fucking hell it's like blood from a Estonia um <laughs> <laughs> right um so we'll, we might as well just pop straight into it then um we'll start the Arsenal Everton game um I mean apart from the obvious
0: you know really poor own goal uh what do you think of this match Harry um
2: I th- I think Arsenal were unlucky. Uh it's you know one mistake sums up the whole game, um, and that was kind of like the most memorable moment. Arsenal had plenty of chances and scuppered them all. Um, and it's kind of been sort of a tale of their season where you know they do. Perform well in some games, but they they don't come out with the necessary results. Mm.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I think that um, you know that they kept the ball well. Did Arsenal, but I, I think they sort of like, struggled to do much with it. I think the forwards especially struggled. I mean, you know, um, they had fourteen shots, three on target. Um, you know, I think that. Um, you know, obviously there was quite a bit of rotation in in this team. You know, uh, putting Pepe out on that um, left hand side, having Ketcher up front. You put and they put Granit Xhaka at left back, which is the second time I think that they've done this. Um, I mean, personally, I'm not a big fan, but I understand because Tierney's is injured, they've got to do something. Um, but yeah, I think that um, it was a mistake to start and Ketcher. I think that just because he scored against Fulham, um, I think Arteta's sort of put his faith into him um, and he didn't really perform. Um, and like I said, you know, how many times have we said this about Arsenal this season? You know, one mistake at the back has cost them points. And now I think it's pretty safe to say that they won't be getting European football next season.
2: Um, they could via the Europa League.
1: Mm, yeah, true. Um but I think that's the only way. I think via the league. I don't think that they'll be. I don't think they'll be finishing in the top seven. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, currently seven points behind Spurs, who are in seventh. But Everton do have a game in hand, which could take them um, up into fifth potentially with a massive goal swing, um, which would mean they have to overtake Liverpool, which have, who have an eight-point advantage. Um an Arsenal, you know, uh still got Chelsea to play as well. Um I can't see them overtaking that. So I think that um you know, like you say, unless they manage to turn around against Villarreal in the second leg and then be most likely Man United in the finals, um yeah, I think there'll be no European football next season for Arsenal. Um And here's a question for you. How long do you think they will stick with Arteta? Because, you know, I think this season we have seen a lot of um, tactical naivety from Arteta, I think it's fair to say. And I think that if they start like this next season, I don't think Arteta will be in that job for long.
2: Uh, I think it depends on the potential takeover. But if... If... Conky, say, I think December, Mm. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so you don't see Arteta going in the summer then, no, no, because, um, there's, there's been talk, you know, um, but you know, like you said, I think I do think Arteta has a good mind. Um, I think if you put him at a higher level club than Arsenal. He would do a lot better, um, but I just think that you know he's not getting the best out of the players that he has. I think that he has been very stubborn this season as Arteta, and um, I don't think he's sort of realised that um, you know he's he, he's not played to his team's strengths. I'll say, um, and I think that you know, like we've said, that's ended up costing them quite a few points this season. I think the insistence on playing out from the back, um, you know, it's it, it's just stupid when you don't have the place
2: to do it. I mean, that's cost them time and time again.
0: Mm.
2: Um, just being so stupid at the back is, you know, cost them goals, cost them points. Mm. But, it was the goalkeeper
1: who was at fault for the goal. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it was unlucky. I think Leno just misjudged it, really. Um, but you know, um, you got to think Arsenal are probably looking back at that sale at Martinez and thinking that they um, might have made a mistake. I mean, Martinez was only like ten million or something. It was really an insignificant fee. Um, it's and I think a that
2: Martinez has got only got less clean sheets than Edison. He's top of the league.
1: Mm. Yeah, and you've got to think that they probably would have been able to get more money from Leno than they would have been able to get for Martinez as well. Mm-hmm. So you know that definitely um, could be looking looked back upon as a big mistake. Um, but I, I just, you know, I, it feels like we said this for the past few seasons, but you know, they just Arsenal really just need to get rid of the majority of that dead wood in the side. Um, I know Danny Ceballos, um, uh, the rumours are that he's going to be going back to Real Madrid and that he's not going to come back. Um, although we were saying that this at uh, this time last season, um. You know, there's talk of Joe Willock moving permanently to Newcastle, which, you know, if the fee, if it is for the fee reported, which is around about that £20 million mark, I think that's a good bit of money to be able to get for Willock. I mean, I like Willock personally. I think he's really won me over since he's moved to Newcastle. I never really saw much in him at Arsenal, but I think he's really showed his worth at Newcastle. Um, but if you can get £20 million for him, you know, based off a good patch of form, like, that's a good bit of business. Um, but yeah, they could you know could do with just shifting on a good seven or eight players and bringing in one or two high quality players, but I think the problem is they're not attractive anymore unless they win the Europa League, you know last season they won the FA cup they managed to get europa League um so they were attractive, you know they were winning things that's why they managed to get party, that's why they managed to get um Gabrielle to come. But this season, who's going to want to come to Arsenal who, you know, are in 10th at the moment and who don't look like getting better? They're not going to be able to... You know, say Party didn't go this season. Do you think he'd be going to Arsenal next
2: season? Absolutely not. I'm surprised he left in the first place, to be honest. Hmm. Yeah, I think Arsenal fans can kiss the days of getting, you know... Great midfielders from those sort of top three teams in their respective leagues. Goodbye.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's talks of um that have been going on for the past year, basically. But Aouar's not going to want to go to Arsenal. Like, right? Yeah. You know, um, and yeah, I just think, you know, like, <sighs> gonna,
2: it's... there's been some strange transfers out of Leon. Remember, Leon was wanted by Arsenal. Uh, Fekir was wanted by Arsenal and he went to Batiste.
1: Mm, yeah, true. Yeah, I wonder why that happened. Wait. Money. Well, yeah, money, but like, you know. A Betis owned by like a sugar daddy or something like that. I... Fucking hell, what was that noise?
2: That's my charger. Oh, um, uh, right. I, don't know, I think they'd be owned by their fans, actually. Yeah. So maybe they just got an influx of cash and just thought let's get ourselves a star player.
1: Yeah. Which, you know, fair enough. Um But yeah, um I think it'll be interested to see what happens with Arsenal in the summer. Um, you know. Cause I can't see him, you know, like you say, especially with the uncertainty over the takeover, I can't see the Cronkies spending, you know, a hundred million when they could be selling the club. Um, so I think Arteta's really going to struggle next season um, considering the assets that he has
2: I don't think Arsenal had a uh, horse in the race for that secure wage Mm.
1: 250
2: grand a week (sighs)
1: yeah I mean maybe you think if they could have offloaded Mesut Ozil a bit earlier perhaps they could have got him
2: well who's the highest paid player now Aubameyang maybe
1: I'd assume it'd be Abamyang,
2: yeah. Yep, he gets 250 grand a week. Is Fekir as good as Abamyang? Not really. Mm, yeah. Woody Ann gets nearly 200 grand.
1: Yeah, no, it's because he was a free transfer.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Meanwhile, I don't think this is true, but this site cites Saka getting 10 grand.
1: Hmm. Well, when was his last contract signed, Saka? Was it last season?
2: Probably, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that was before... um, You know, if it was at the start of this season, that was sort of before he broke out. I mean, this season's really been his breakout season.
0: So...
2: It just reminds me of when Jude Bellingham was getting 140 quid at Birmingham.
0: Yeah.
2: Now he's getting 50 grand, maybe.
1: Yeah.
2: Do you think Sacco will leave?
1: Um, I, I don't think so, really, because I think Arsenal would want too much for him. You know? Like, you got to think he's a young English player who's come through their academy, and he's probably been their player of the season. Like, you've got to be thinking that they're going to be wanting 18 90 million at least for him, which, you know, I can't see many clubs wanting to pay that for Saka.
2: Well, you're going to get some years out of him, aren't you?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, it is a risk. I mean, he's still only 18 years old, like, you know. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's true depends where his new club puts them because you can play left back.
0: Yeah.
1: Ah uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if we, if we were looking at 3 or 4 years ago, I would have said definitely he'd be in a Man City shirt next season. Um but I think Arsenal have sort of wisened up to the fact that they can afford to sell the players for higher fees. Hmm. Um
2: we've strayed from the game.
1: Really? Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't really that interesting of a game, really. Um, I mean, it's right as you all sure went Into? I don't know it. Not really. Uh, um. All right, well, we'll move on to um the Liverpool Newcastle game, I guess, yeah? Um. I mean, you know, I don't want to spend too long on it, but it, it was bollocks that that Wilson goal was ruled out. I think we can both agree, yeah? Yes. Yes, right. Um. And I mean, you know, besides that, I think it's a case again, you know, this season, Liverpool just didn't take their chances. Like, they created a lot. I think that a front four of Salah, Firmino, Mane and Jota, I think that works really well. Um, but they just couldn't put away the chances. And at the end of the day, Newcastle made them pay. I think, again, you know, like we were saying about Joe Willock, he's been in fine form for Newcastle. Mm.
2: Yep. Getting the last minute goal. Um... And it was more it is very much the case of the last game, um, where the dominant side doesn't come out with the three points.
0: Mm.
2: And uh they did really make Dubravka work. Mm. Uh, he had to make eight saves as match. But Liverpool's defence has always has, has been their you know downfall of the season or lack of defence. Mm. Um so Yeah, they, I think like, just having
1: I, I just don't think for being Well, I think he sort of works as a centre-back, but, you know, he's far better in midfield. Um, and Quebec has been decent, but I don't think he's all that. Like. Yeah,
2: I'd agree.
1: I mean, I much prefer Nat Phillips to Quebec.
2: That's... OK, yeah. That's not very much of a battle, is it? Well, no, I think Nat Phillips has been very good this season. I think
1: he's definitely done what's been asked of him. Um, I think you know it's a shame because I think you know with Liverpool looking you know more and more likely by the day to be bringing in Kanate, I think that we'll probably see Phillips you know probably try and cash in on Phillips. You'd think Liverpool, Um, which is a shame because I think he's you know probably been one of the few standout players for Liverpool this season. If I'm completely honest with you.
2: I wouldn't go that far. You know, looking at the, the level that Salah's on, 20 goals this season, and then you've got Nat Phillips. So you,
1: you... Well, no I no, I, I'm not going to say he's their player of the year, but I think he's definitely been um, up there, definitely. You know, he's... Um, you know, how many Liverpool players can you say have had standout seasons this season? I mean, you've got Salah, obviously. Uh, Mane's... Had a very tough year. Trent's had a tough year. Firmino's had a tough year. Uh, Thiago's had a rough um, first season. Jota's
2: been all right, but I think that. What do
1: you mean he's been all right?
2: He's got eight goals in 16 Premier League games.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know.
2: Goal every other game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. Yeah.
2: He's got no assists as well. mane has been. Nothing like he has, you know, the previous two seasons.
1: There's been quite a few games this season where Mane has been absolutely shite. Yes, like not not to sugarcoat it or anything. He's just been awful in quite a few games this season.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, there are
1: talks that this sort of Liverpool front three is at the end of its cycle. Uh, I mean, you know, you've got Mane, who's 29, you've got Salah, who's 28, and you've got Firmino, who's 29. Um, and then, you know, like, you've got Jota coming through, who's 24. Um, you know, like.
2: Well, I disagree with the Salah one because he's still getting double figures. He's got more than he did last season. Yeah, no,
1: I'm, I'm not saying Salah's past it at all. Um, but what I'm saying is that, you know, they. All three of them are. They're, they're not finished by any stretch of the means. I mean, twenty nine. You know, you've still probably got a good few years left. Um, I
2: don't think Firmino start. You know, ever fit in. Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean, who, who who do you see outside of Yota coming in? Um.
1: Well, I'm 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 not too sure to be completely honest with you. I think you know, I don't think it will happen, but I think someone like Haaland would really fit in at Liverpool. Um but you know, quite frankly, I don't think they could afford him. Um I mean I don't know. Maybe you're looking at someone like Andre Silva, I mean I know he's been in top form in the Bundesliga this season. Um you know, like
2: Not Menomino, then. <sighs>
1: No, I mean, to be honest with you, I can't see Minamino. I don't think Klopp likes him, to be completely honest with you.
2: Why sign him, then?
1: Well, I I don't know. I mean, he might not have been Klopp signing, you know.
2: Very true. No Harvey Um,
1: I mean, he's he's done well for Blackburn this season, I will say. Um, But, I mean, Brewster was, you know, brilliant for Swansea last season, so, I mean, you know, it, it's all, you know, when you get a young player and you loan him out in the Championship, it's not exactly indicative of whether they will be able to make that step up. Quite a few will and quite a few won't. Um, I don't know, I think the fact that he plays on the right really hampers him. I think if he played on the left, he'd probably get a few more minutes, but I think because Salah's still at the level that he's at now, I think that... You know, that could probably hinder him a bit.
2: We've seen Foden shifted out wide. How about Curtis Jones?
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, he has played on that left-hand side a few times as Curtis Jones. Um, I don't know. I don't think he'd fit there, personally. Um, but, I mean, if you are shifting to this sort of four-two-three-one system, I think maybe putting him as a number 10, I think that would work. You know, relatively well.
2: He reminds me a lot of Gerard.
1: Do you yeah. think? Yeah.
2: Mhm. Mm. I think that a number eight role would sort of suit him perfectly.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Um. I think. I think Wynaldum's pretty much out the door at this point. Um. I so. Think I
2: think he's a very good player. What's that? I said, I think he's a. F- Really good player.
1: Oh, why? Like, he just seems so lazy at times as Wayne Like, like hey, at, time, yeah. at times he just looks like he cannot be bothered at all. Like, he's he's very hit and miss. Wayne Alden.
2: He's good going forward. Yeah. But I think Klopp wants him as a box to box, and yeah, he doesn't really tend to help mm. with that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just don't think he suits this sort of pressing system. Um, I think you know if you put him in a team who you know will control possession more, um, I think he'd probably suit that more. Um, But yeah, with John—not Jones—with Wijnaldum leaving um, and Milner, you know, he's not getting any younger. um, You know, you'd assume that you'd see quite a bit more of um, Curtis Jones next season.
2: Would you shift Thiago on? Um, he doesn't fit this system.
1: I was about to say, I think something needs to happen with Thiago. Um, he has had he's had a rough debut campaign, I will say. Um, he has shown flashes of um, being, you know, that player that he was at Bayern Munich. But I just think, you know, that's
2: when they're in possession. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. In mm, yeah, well, I think that's the same with quite a few of these um, Liverpool players. I think, you know, maybe the move to a more controlled possession system would perhaps benefit them. I think maybe moving Trent into midfield could help out because he has had a shocking campaign. I think something definitely does need to change with Trent. Defensively, he's just been all over the place.
2: But he's also given away the most balls.
1: Mm. Yeah, can't... true. But that's because, you know, Trent will try those audacious 30, 40-yard passes. You know, you're not going to get Fabinho trying them.
2: Well, you can see, um, I remember a graph or like a chart of um, Van Dyke's distribution. That was insane. Van
1: Dyke's distribution is very good, yeah.
2: Yeah. They do miss that, and Trent. Exactly.
1: That's why I think, um, sort of, especially when Van Dyke does come back, I think you know you can use Van Dyke for those sort of you know uh-huh. long passes from deep. Um, you know you don't necessarily need Trent for that, and he, you know you could push Trent forward more. I mean, you know, we've seen this season that Trent he has a decent shot on him. I mean, he scored against um oh who was it he scored against? Was it Villa? Um, he scored an absolute cracking goal. Um, you know, cutting in from the left hand side. Um, so I think you know, personally, I think he would suit that. You know, being in a midfield role. Um, and yeah, I just you know,
2: wide he's... or centre midfield.
1: Centre mid, I think. Yeah, okay. yeah, I
2: agree.
1: Well, I think sort of maybe like a, you know, maybe like a Mazzala type role for him would be good. It would allow him to have that sort of freedom.
2: A what? Mazzala. Mazzala?
1: Yeah. Sort of like a midfielder who will, you know, swap places with the winger often.
2: Okay. I've never heard of that term.
1: Yeah. I've probably been playing a bit too much football managers, to be yeah, likely, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um yeah. Yeah. But yeah, not to take anything away from Newcastle. I mean, we've been talking about Liverpool quite a bit here, um, but I think Newcastle definitely um, put in a shift. Um, I think that St Maximin had a very good game. I mean, you know, if you saw that Fabinho challenge on him, which, you know, could have arguably been a red, um, I think that, you know, it just sums up how the Liverpool players felt about him. I think, you know, there were glimpses of why he's not playing at a bigger club than Newcastle-St Maximin. Uh, he was very selfish at times and, you know, he was ended up running into trouble when there were simple passes available. Um, but overall, I think he had a good game. Um, and Newcastle really put in a shift. Um, you know, they looked miles away from, you know, the team who, you know, just, you know, six, seven weeks ago, you know, they looked dead certain to be going down. I mean, you know, you look back at the team who got thumped 3 nil by Newcastle, uh, by Brighton, sorry, And they've ended up managing to get eight points out of Spurs, Burnley, West Ham and Liverpool. So, you know, it's been a brilliant turnaround for Newcastle.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Shall we move on to the London derby?
1: Yes, we will. Um, I'll let you go first. Um, What were your thoughts on West Ham and Chelsea? It should
2: have been more than one now, I think. We saw the best and the worst of Werner in the match. Um, mm. I think the red card was. I can't have a non-biased approach to it, to be honest. So mm. this is where you're going to need to step in. Um. You well, appeal to be successful.
1: Yeah, I mean, my opinion seems to be very, very unpopular. I think that was a red card. If I'm completely honest with you, because you know, intent isn't a factor. And yes, he got the ball, but like getting the ball doesn't mean anything when you go studs up into his shin. Like it's the exact same as the Leeds United red card against Man City. Like, you know, I can understand why people are annoyed at it, but I do think it was a red card. Like, 99% of red cards aren't intentional. So intent really isn't a factor. I don't know what you thought about it,
2: but I'm I assuming thought was you dead. thought it was a red card. Yeah, I mean, if there was intent, he certainly would have done a lot more damage than he already done. Mm. I mean, the fact that there was no intent in it, and it's you know still as dangerous as that, it is a red. Mm. Yes, he does go to play the ball, but. The follow through was aggressive, whether he meant it or not. Mm. Uh it didn't really have any bearing on the game, because you know I think we controlled it very well. Um, we had a last minute chance that we should have scored through Abraham. He just head over the barn. Mm. That's the first time he's been introduced oof, since mm, February, maybe. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's really
1: not featured under Tuchel. Cool. Um, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, there's quite a few reports that he's going to be moved on in the summer. Um, Chelsea are looking at starting any negotiations at £40 million. Um What are your thoughts on that? Because, I mean, personally, I like Abraham as a player. I think he really fit in at so, know, most top-half Premier League clubs. Yep.
2: Um, you offer something different? I mean... When he came on, like I mentioned, we you know, he was there for the header. Um, it's just unfortunate he didn't put it in. I mean Werner keeps missing chance after chance after chance. So it's you know, always great to have um, a stroker like Abraham off the bench, offer something different when we're going forward, offer an arrow threat. Um and he definitely has a space. he definitely has a place on our squad. Mm-hmm. I can understand why we play Werner because Werner does create a lot, it's just he just can't finish Saves life sometimes.
0: Mm. Um,
1: yeah, I think it's just, he's the sort of player who in the summer is gonna end up going to like West Ham and getting twenty goals and then all bloody like Chelsea fans will be saying, Why did we sell him? you know. I feel like it's gonna be that sort of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, the
2: I mean, thing is, forever.
1: yeah, that, that's what I mean. I mean, Giroud, in my opinion, Giroud is probably the better player at the moment than Abraham. But, you know, you've got to think that's not going to be the case in 18 to two years' time, like, 18 months to two years' time, right? Like, so, no. I think it would be very, very short-sighted to get rid of Abraham now to accommodate Werner and Giroud. hmm absolutely
2: unless they're lining up a big transfer mm. i yeah and then abraham
1: has um, to be sold to sort of accommodate that
2: yeah mm. but i think we need um I, I i think i don't know what we need i think we need a good goal scorer certainly mm. and a proper right winger
1: yeah. What are your thoughts on Mendy? Because I know I know um, there's rumours that Chelsea are looking for a new goalkeeper because Mendy hasn't really impressed. I mean, he's been all right, Mendy, but I wouldn't say he's exactly set the world alight. What do you think of him?
2: I think he's been fantastic. I mean, I'm just scrolling through his matches. The amount of you know nil, you know zeros besides our opposition is indicative of you know how well.
1: Been in twin sticks, is it or is it an indication of how well your defense has performed? What
2: well, since he's signed, he he has the he went 11 games of clean sheets, that's the most that we've had, mm. and that was more than Czech who had 10. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think I think the issue is you've got to try and not compare him to Kepa. Because if you do, then he's going to look like the best keeper of all time.
2: Yeah. And it's hard
1: to sort of like disassociate him from Kepa. Um Well,
2: look, he's got 15 clean sheets and then looking for a new goalkeeper.
1: Yeah, but I mean, again, you know, like what I'm saying, you know, you got to think how much is that down to um Rudiger's, you know, return to form? How much is that down to Thiago Silva being, you know, a revelation how much is that down to Christensen performing well? You know, mm. like how many times would you say this season that Mendy has you know rescued a point or you know given you three points? Like, not not necessarily saying that that's an indication of a bad keeper or anything, but like you know, I personally I've not I've been impressed by him. He's been good, but I wouldn't say he's been great.
2: I don't really know what I'm meant to be, what what stat, is there a stat out there where... Well, no, it's not It's not a stat, them.
1: it's just like, you know, the eye test, like, how many times have you you thought to yourself, you know, bloody hell, if it wasn't for Mendy, we'd have lost that game, you know.
2: Well, uh, we haven't really had that,
1: no. Exactly, yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, so you can't really yeah, attribute but... those clean sheets, you know, solely down to Mendy, is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, but how many times has Man City gone, oh, well, if it wasn't for Edison? Hmm. Yeah, I get that, I mean, that but like, you know, know that's... Oh, oh, yeah, if it wasn't for Martinez, because he's been fantastic this season, hmm. as has Meslier. But the keepers like Ed- Edison and Mendy, they just, they don't get tested that much.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, you know, and, I mean, personally, I'm not a big fan of his distribution either, really, to be honest with you. Um,
2: I prefer us playing from
1: the back. Mm. Yeah, I think you playing from the back's decent. I think that Mendy's distribution could be improved. Is what I'm saying. But like he does, he does feel very much like a. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. A keeper's first job is to keep the ball out the back of the net. You know, distribution will always come second. Um, but he he does look a bit uncomfortable does Mendy when he's asked to play out from the back. In my opinion, anyway.
2: will well, well, you mean when he's with the ball at his feet?
1: Yeah, I feel like when teams <laughs> sort of press Mendy, I feel like he's, you know, made a few um, you know, poor passes. Not that he's, like, cost you anything, but he just looks a bit uncomfortable, is what I'm saying.
2: Um... I mean, it uh, it remains to be seen him giving away the ball and then costing a goal. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: If that day comes, then you know we'll reassess. But I want to know who's who's rumored to come in. I mean, I'd love Oblak.
1: Yeah, I was about to say. You know, you get the typical names like Oblak. uh, Nick Pope always seems to get a mention. Um, You know, just typical names you know really who, who do you who you'd expect to pop up um but you know i, I just want to get your thoughts on it because um you know it's been interesting in my opinion anyway because i mean there's been um i've seen all sorts of opinions on mendy really um so i was interested interested hear your opinion
2: uh, who are these opinions from
1: well, you know, a combination of, you know, pundits and podcasters, you know, and fans themselves, like, you know.
2: Uh, uh, he's certainly more reliable than De Gea has been. I mean. Hmm. So I don't, I don't think that's. I think we need to loan Kepper out. Mm. Or let's try and recuperate some of that money that we...
1: Yeah, definitely. I think he's not gaining anything and Chelsea's not gaining anything from having him on your bench. Right?
2: But when, when he has played, I think he's been decent this season, to be fair.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I suppose the spotlight was more on him when he was playing, you know, every week and, you know, the mistakes were magnified because they were in Premier League matches whereas he's playing one-off cup games against yeah. Armsey or whoever.
1: Where he's going to, you know, be put under less
0: pressure. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, um, he did play that cup match against Man City, but Man City didn't really put us to the swords. Mm. too much.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's... It's not really been tested, really. Um, Yeah, and I think he's not going to turn into a decent keeper at Chelsea. I think a change of scenery is definitely needed. I think there is definitely a top quality keeper in him, um, but you know, he could do probably with going back to Spain to get that out of him. I think.
2: Do you think we go back to Bilbao and we buy like a nice Simon?
1: Well, Not really. I,
2: I want to know who like the rumored names are. That's like,
1: well, the two that I've seen are all Black and Nick Paul. So they're the two main ones that I've seen.
2: I prefer Oblak. Black. Mm. Best keeper in the world, in my
1: opinion. Yeah, I prefer you'd get all Black as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, apart from that, I mean, you know talked about the red card. There's not really. Too much else to touch on in this game, really. I mean, you know, West Ham's injuries really have caught with them. I think Declan Rice not being in that midfield definitely hurt them. Um, I know Antonio, um, there's hope of him being back as early as the Burnley game on Monday. Um, I know Lingard's, you know, had a knock, so there's rumours of him not being fit. Um, and it's, it couldn't have come at a worse time for West Ham. What's that?
2: Lingard, it was rather quiet in that game, mm.
1: yeah, definitely um i mean i i think his ball sort of um oh, what's what's the word is that like ball progression you know with 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 the ball at his feet, I think he was all right, but you know just he he wasn't really given you know barely touched the ball to be honest with you,
2: mhm-, yeah. Um, do we talk about this next
1: match? Uh well, we can touch on it if you want. Um I mean, you know, this you know this could have been a chance for Brighton to essentially relegate Fulham. Um and they didn't. And, you know, because of loss to Sheffield United, they're still very much in danger. I think it's probably a straight shootout at this point. Um but yeah, I mean, ugh, they definitely should have won this money game. Behind
2: I think. Graham Potter because it's another game where Potterball was very exciting, creating loads of chances, but they just do not have the people to finish it.
0: Mm.
2: I mean, they did have a goal chalked off. Uh, Jan murder. He was uh, offside. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think um, Ramsdale uh put in a really good performance. Um I think he's probably up there as one of the most improved players that, of the Premier League this season, to be completely honest with you. I think I think he's been, you know first half of the season he was definitely suspect. But I think he's definitely grown into a decent little keeper now as Ramsdale. See, I was
2: saying that and then
1: you, you changed the tune
2: now. What's that? I was saying that Ramsdale's been good and you were, you didn't, weren't having it.
1: Yeah, the first half of the season I thought he were poor, but it's definitely improved. But,
2: but They've only got 17 points. Yeah, but it's not his fault
1: the rest of the team's shy, is it? Like, nah, true. Like, it's not Ramsdale's fault that they've only scored 18 goals in 33 games.
2: I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I really do not understand the the motivation behind winning this match That this well, they're just playing for pride at this point true
1: they have got nothing to lose, so because they're already relegated, so the might as well you know go well for leather true, mm. yeah, and I think um next season's definitely going to be make or break for Ryan Brewster. Um he's been god awful this season. So if he wants to have a decent career for himself, he's going to have to have a immense season next season in the championship.
0: Yeah. Um I mean he's got no goals
1: in all competitions like right? yeah.
2: I... It's been shocking,
0: mm.
2: but yeah. Then that then that price is going to come up again when if he does have a good campaign, mm. and then he jumps to another premiership side, and then you know same issue.
1: Mm. What? So do you think? Do you think it's a case of he's too good for the championship, not good enough for the prem? One of them classic situations.
2: Yeah, probably. But then. We've seen players that are shit in the Championship, great in the Premier League, like Bamford. Mm.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think, you know... I think Sheffield United will come back up, depending on who they get. Um, I think, you know, they're rumoured to get... um, Oh, I'm going to butcher his name. Um, Is it Slavin? Um, Oh... You yeah, know, it begins with a J. Um, Jukanovic. Okay. Kind of uh, I can't remember. Well, he was, 20, um, the, he was Watford manager. I, I think yeah, he's won like three kind promotions.
2: Jukanovic,
1: kind of Somewhat like that. Yeah,
2: yes, yeah, or Jukanovic.
1: Kind of yeah,
2: but he's man- I'm just looked, he's managing in Qatar.
1: Oh, but it's not him then.
2: Oh, he's been there for two years. Hmm. It's not him?
1: No, it's... um. Oh, fucking, what's his name? Um, you know, he was promoted with Fulham and Watford.
2: Slavisa Lukanovic. That's a man. He's was it him? Out. Yes. Oh, right. But he's currently employed. Is he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but where? In Qatar? Yes. Yeah, I'm sure
1: that you know the, the Saudi prince will will be able to um prize him away. Um Yeah, um I think he's he'd be probably the best appointment they could get. Uh you know, as a promotion specialist. Um
2: and some favourite is Heck and Is it really? Yeah, two
0: to one. What, two to one on?
2: Yeah. you
0: know. Um...
2: Oh, actually, no, I've got a more recent one. Uh, let have a look. Roy Keane. Neil Warnock. Michael Appleton. Mark Hughes. Where are you looking?
1: The Star. The Star, right. Well, I'm just going on Sky Bet here. Um... The um, current favourite, um, which, you know, I'm not sure how, um, you know, accurate this is, um, but um, apparently the current flavour is um, Alexander Blessing, who I believe is currently managing in Belgium. Um, and then second favourite is Jukanovic, then you've got Heckin Bottom, and then you've got Jason Tindall, so...
2: What's his name?
1: Uh, Alexander
0: Blessing. B L E S S I N.
2: Managing Ustenda. Are they owned by the Saudi prince?
1: I could not tell you.
2: No, 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 Leicester, they own. The Leicester owners, they own Leicester and they own OHL and that's what I think of.
0: Oh right.
1: And they're not Saudis.
2: No, they're Thai?
1: I think they're Thai. It's somewhere in East Asia.
2: Why is he your Tom favourite? What very bizarre. I know, yeah. Like it's, it's Oh, weird. their owner as the owner of that club mm-hmm. owns Barnes all oh, right. So maybe there's roots there.
0: Uh,
1: I don't know. I mean, um, um, what's his face? Um, I know they have a foreign manager at Barnsley. It's like Ishmael or something. Um, oh
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just spitballing. I wonder if he came through there. I mean, I know he's. French, he's not Belgian, but, you know, they're close together. <laughs> so. uh,
2: is it Valerian or Valerian or
1: something like that? Uh, yeah, Va- Valerian Ishmael or something like that.
2: Ishmael? It's
1: probably not how you pronounce it.
2: Oh, yeah, he came from NESK. All
1: oh, right, so, no, my theory's just out the window then. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you anything about Blessing, but I think Yukanovich would be a very good... um you know, appointment from Shepherd United, proper promotion specialist he is Um yeah. Um is there what else you all wanting to say on this um Sheffield United Brighton game or we move on? Move on. Right, well we'll go to um you know the performance of the season. Or at least the first half performance of the season. Um Chris Wood with the first-half hat-trick. Um, Westwood managing to get fourth late into the game. What a performance this was from us. What a performance this was from Chris Wood. Um, Vidra as well had a goal we were out for offside, which was absolutely filthy. Um, he just set Patricio right onto his arse. Um, and, yet, yeah, like, what a performance this was. I mean, the last time we scored four in the league... Was against Sunderland in 2016. Um, so yeah, that just puts into perspective how um, good we were this game, and how oh, poor were as well. The magic is? What's that? Do
2: you know what I think the magic? The magic is what? Me watching the Burnley matches. Do you reckon? Yeah, the last time I watched one was uh, Palace. You won three now
1: Yeah. Aye. Yeah, well, you're going to have to fucking watch us more often then. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just a brilliant all-around performance for us. You know, we were winning every second ball. You know, we, we were pressing them higher. We were hungrier. We were faster. You know, and the one stat that summed it up really for me was that we ran six kilometres more than the Wolves players did.
2: Jesus.
1: You know, that, that's the most in, that's the ha- biggest gap um in any um game in the premier league this season um wow, okay. and yeah it was just you know we just won everything and you know it was brilliant from us um and wolves were i think it should be mentioned that wolves were pretty shy as well yeah you know i i want uh i could hark on us um for ages and ages and ages um, but I feel like it has to be said that Wolves were very poor. I think, especially defensively, Cody and Bolly put in absolute stinkers. You know, I don't think Cody should be anywhere near the England team. And um, I, th- I think, you know, all around, you know, the Wolves team had a stinker. I think the only person really who I could say performed well was maybe Aight Norit, and that's it. Um, and I mean, after the game, I was. Um, Looking into a lot of Wolves' fans' reaction. You know, I, I always try, I always tend to do that after a burn the game, but I've, you know, really, you know, especially wanted to look at the reactions of Wolves fans after this game. You know, obviously a lot of them are angry, and it feels like the fan base is sort of split like 50 50 almost between Nuno in and Nuno out. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of Wolves fans have had enough.
2: Okay,, uh, who's odds on for them?
1: I've no idea. I don't even know if they're taking bets for
0: that.
2: I mean uh, I think uh it's hard to sack someone like him because he has a lot of pull um in terms of players, but. If they're not performing for him, then they are in quite a predicament. Mm. Um, I'm just looking at who you know, who who could replace him. Um, They're all Portuguese. Mm. Vitor Pereira, Rui Faria, and Bruno Laga. I'd well, Pereira's. Very, very good. Um, Manus likes of... Uh, I know Porto is one of them. Farrier, I remember him being like a number two to Mourinho. And then Laga, he... he was at Swansea? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if where Nuno... Uh, no, no, sorry. Uh, where Jorge Mendes... Sort of fits in Mm. with those three. So uh, I assume whoever's got the best links to him would get the job.
0: Uh, Aye.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it's it's not like um, other clubs. Mendes has probably more power than the manager at at Wolves, so um, you'd think the appointment would be based on him. So you know, names like um, Howe, Wilder. You know, Benitez has been thrown out. You know, you'd assume they wouldn't be going to Wolves. So you'd assume that Mendes would want a manager who has that connection. You know, even someone like Mourinho potentially um, could be out of the question, not because of you know Mourinho wouldn't go or anything like that, but just because Mendes wouldn't want him. Um.
0: Oh
2: yeah, they could get Mourinho, couldn't they? would he go to a pets like Wolves? Um,
1: I don't know. I mean, you'd think that that's it for Mourinho in terms of the big six, the greedy six, you know, yeah. You'd assume none of the other big six would want to bring him in as a manager. Um, you think someone like West Ham, they're not looking for a manager, uh, Leicester as well. Um, you know, so you'd think Wolves is probably if he wants to stay in England, that's probably the highest level he could get at. Um, you know, he could he could go back to Portugal, he could potentially go for the Portuguese national job. Um or he could just retire as a manager. Um But, you know, it would be interesting to see Mourinho at a well not a smaller club, but like, you know, a club where there's not an expectation to win trophies. Because, I mean, the last yeah. time he was probably there was at a job like that. You know, it was, God, it'd been ages, wasn't it? What, maybe he'll go back to Porto. Well, yeah, but Porto have been expected to win the league, at least, you'd think. Yeah, that's true
2: on the top of the league right now with um Concessau.
0: Mm.
2: I think that's how you pronounce his name anyway. Would he I think he just needs to step step away from football in general. I think he's lost his touch. Mm. Or maybe he'll end up in China or Qatar. Mm. Wherever the money's going, I know Fabio Cannavaro is earning like fourteen million a year. Mm, yeah,
1: time. maybe the MLS as well. That could be another option. Because you know that they'd love Mourinho out there. He, you know, he'd play up to the American media.
2: <sighs> I'm trying to think of like a place that would have him. I think only mm. sort of the big franchise clubs like Red Bulls and New York City FC could sort of afford them
1: well I don't think Red Bull uh, any of the Red Bull clubs will want him I mean I know Jesse March is going to be the new RB Leipzig manager so yeah he is mm-hmm. hmm. so yeah I'll be interested to see what he does next um but I mean we sort of strayed away from the um Wolves Burnley game um yeah, it just feels like Wolves were already on the beach, and they've got a big game um, coming up this weekend. You know, they've got the derby game um, against West Brom. Um, you know, which if they play like this, they could easily lose, and will probably lose. If they play like this, um, it's just been an awful season for Wolves. I mean, I know they've been affected by injuries. The Raúl Jiménez one especially, um, but you know, even before then, they weren't that great. Um, and it feels like this sort of Wolves team is at the end of its cycle. I mean, you're looking at Saïs, Cody and Bolly. That's the same back three that they had in the championship. You know, so it feels like Wolves could do with a new, you know, sort of five or six new players. Um, but Nuno's... They're also, missing,
2: they're also missing that um
1: Johnny. I think he's a... Very... Johnny, yeah, he's torn his ACL twice this season. Um, yeah, so I mean, you don't know if he's going to come back the same player or what. Um so you know they could do with the new five or six players. Uh but Nuno's transfer dealings this season haven't been great. I mean you're looking at Semedo, who's been pretty poor. William Jose has been absolutely shite. Um you're looking at Hoover's barely played, Vitinha's barely played, um Silva. What's that?
2: Woody and Jose has been poor.
1: Yeah, Jose's been shite, yeah. Um I I'm trying to. Think yeah. of yeah, Silver's been, you know, he's looked decent in bursts, but, you know, he's still only 17. Like, yeah, he's just, he's not spent money well this season. I uh, mean, it feels like next season they could do with, you know, a refreshed squad, you know, because he only has a small squad at Wolves. Yeah. Um. Oh, who else did it sign? Did
2: you say the Yes. They also brought Quadrone back from loan. I need to uh, loan him loan back again. out
1: again. Yeah. I'm assuming he just wasn't playing. That,
0: that's my assumption.
2: Mm, he was at Fiorentina, I think. Mm. I don't know. Just. I think that. I don't know. They need a striker, so they call one back. And then don't even use them. Yeah. You don't, know, you know. Yeah. I thought William Jose, who, and Jose would have hit the ground running, but he didn't.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No. He's been so poor this season. Like, there's, there's no way of getting around it.
2: Yeah, and he only played eleven games for Fiorentina. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
2: He's at seven for uh, Valencia since January. That's
0: decent. Mm.
2: But yeah, I mean, this game pretty much exploited all the issues that Wolves have lack Mm. of power, uh, tired team, Um, just just could not deal with Crosswood. I know,
0: yeah.
1: Um, And that's. Chris Wood's 10th goal of the season, even though he was pretty poor for like, the first half of the season. I think he was just knackered, to be honest with you. He must have been playing through an injury because ever since he was taken out of the team, he's come back in and he's been absolutely revitalised. I think that partnership with Vidra has it's been excellent, that sort of little and large partnership. And this is the fourth consecutive season that Chris Wood has got 10-plus um, goals in the Premier League. Um and you know the only—I think there's only six players to have ever got that. Um, I'm trying to get them up now, um, but having
2: I... Kane, Salah, Henry, Shearer, uh, Andy Cole.
1: Oh no, this is in the last four seasons. Sorry.
2: Oh right, um, okay. Um, yeah, he's he's in oh. company with Salah,
1: Kane. Lacazette, Son, and Vardy, who all play in much better teams.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, you've got to think if you put Chris Wood in a better team, he would be, you know, hitting, you know, close to 20 goals. Like if you put him in that Leeds team, for example.
2: He put New Zealand on the map for Premier League um, players from different countries. They're now the 46th nation to join. Play, uh, players that have scored a hat trick in the Premier League. Mm,
1: yeah, and um, I believe he's only the second player to score a hat trick for us in the Premier League um, after Andre Gray. So, yeah, I think you know he's definitely um, been worth the fifteen million pounds that we paid for him, Chris Wood. Um, Was it Leeds
2: yeah. you got from? What's that? Was it Leeds you got from?
1: Yeah, um we've got Leeds and Taylor both at the same time. Um and yeah, he's definitely been worth it as would. Um uh, yeah, and I think well I think that's basically put us safe now. So you know, looking to next season, we do need a good few players and the way that Dice has been talking, it sounds like he's confident that he will be back. So it'd be interesting to see what we do in this transfer window.
2: When you say he will be back, does that mean he's got a budget or?
1: Well, yeah, from the sounds of it, that's what, um, that's what's coming across. Yeah.
2: A Premier League budget or a Burnley budget?
1: Well, it sounds, from what it sounds like, it's a decent little budget. You know, he's not, we know he's not going to go out and spend 80, 90 million because the Americans don't have that money. Um, but it sounds like we're going to actually be able to sign some players, you know, for what. not
2: have that money.
1: Uh, well, not anymore. Oh yeah, that's true. Because you know, the money money's been used as leverage to buy the club. But I mean, you know, basically every club's oh, in
2: debt. So oh, basically every club's in debt,
1: money. so that means nothing.
2: I thought you meant because of COVID. Oh right. Losses.
1: Oh no. Uh, well, what I meant was before the buyout, we had, like, £40 million, you know, just sat there doing nothing.
2: Um, what? Why not you go buy players?
1: Because Garlic's a pussy and he didn't want us to fucking go bankrupt. Like, he was just scared to spend that money.
2: So he wasn't using his own money?
1: No. Well, it wasn't his money, it was the club's money. Okay his logic was if we were, if we got relegated, we'd need that forty million
2: so he wasn't going to put a penny
1: in the club well he didn't he didn't take a penny out of the club to be fair to him, he didn't take a wage okay uh but he had no money himself, so like
2: how the hell did he buy it in the first place? Well,
1: because we were fucking dirt cheap and about to go bust when he bought us, so all
2: oh, right. No. How much uh, did it two hundred and eighty million wasn't it? What's that? The Burnley deal, was it two hundred and eighty million?
1: I don't think it was that much. Um I think it was about two hundred million, yeah. No.
2: Yeah.
1: Um but anyway, from a really exciting watch from my end at least, to one of the most boring games of the season, Leeds versus Man United. Uh What a shit game, eh?
2: Burnley's US takeover has left club ninety million worth off, worse off, and loaded with debt.
1: Yeah, I mean that's just fucking like grandstanding. Like a fifty million isn't exactly loaded in debt, and b every Premier League club's in debt. So like
0: you know, we're not in debt.
2: I don't think
0: we are. I think you are. I could be to wrong. Who? I think you are. To who? like banks and shit. Because there's a
1: difference between manageable debt and like the debt that like Barcelona's in. Like,
2: oh, we we own a we owe a debt to Abramovich. Yeah. Do you think he will actually want us to pay up?
1: Uh, well, if he want, if he wants to sell the club, he would. But I don't think he will now.
2: so uh, theoretically chelsea are not in debt
0: mm.
2: i remember when he bought it off ken bates for a pound he just assumed all the debt yeah uh. no way i'm i'm thinking the other way around anyway he assumed all the debts and i think he paid them all off. Uh.
0: so yeah
1: hi uh, um but yeah um like I'm just saying, yeah. like We've gone from a really exciting game to one of the worst games of the season in Leeds versus United. Leeds versus Man United, sorry. Yeah.
2: Let's fast forward.
1: Ah, it was just a fast shit forward.
2: game.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll go to the EFL Cup final. Why not? Um, another shit game. Uh-huh. But at least there was a goal.
2: It should have been more than a goal.
0: Mm.
2: Laporte himself... Should have got a brace. <laughs> mm. He he scored the header, and then he had a, another header after that that just went over the bar. Mm. But yeah, it was just typical Spurs bottling it. I think the 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 Super Cup drama and the departure of Mourinho certainly you know halted you know preparations and you know City were you they know, they've got a brilliant manager who just handles any occasion with ease. Mm.
1: And, uh... Yeah, I mean no matter what you thought of Mourinho or you know his tactics, his style of play, his philosophy and you know, all that bollocks. Um you know whatever you thought of that there's no doubt in my mind that he would have done a better job in a cup final than Ryan Mason, who isn't even 30 years old and it's his second game as a manager ever uh, when he's only had a week to prepare him.
2: I still think even under Mourinho they were lost.
1: Well, yeah, that's a different debate, but, you know, I, I just think they would have been in a far better position, you know, under a serial winner, you know, than you know, an inexperienced manager. I mean, you know, you look at, for example, um, the Moussa Sissoko sub, that didn't work out. Um, bringing off Lucas Moira, like, he was one of the few threats that Spurs had going forward in this game, and he took him off.
0: Like,
1: you know, you got to ask, would Mourinho have done differently, you know?
0: Maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't have done, but, you know...
2: Yeah, it's a good theoretical question. Hypothetical even. Um, should we move on? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, there's not really, like I said, there's not really that much to say about the game itself. Um, as opposed to the late kickoff. I mean, this was a rat. Right, this was a rat right fucking cracker. Um, Aston Villa two, West Brom two. Yeah, yeah, two penalties, an own goal, and a 90th minute equalizer. Um, you know, it was definitely one for the neutral. This
2: Keenan Davis should have got a hat trick. Mm. chance He got, I know, yeah. I mean,
1: I, I don't really rate Keenan Davis to be completely honest with you. I think he just looks like a bang average striker. Um, you know, I think he looks, re- if I'm truthful, he looks championship level at best. Um, but, you know, he managed to get the 90th minute equaliser when it mattered here. Um, what and, the hell
2: yeah. was Carl Bartley thinking?
1: Oh, no idea. I mean, there's a reason that um, his contract is likely not going to be renewed at the um, end of the season. Um, I mean, we've been linked with him. And I really don't fucking want him, honestly. That West Brom defence has been shite. And they should feel embarrassed that Sam Johnston has had to carry them all season. If it wasn't for Johnston, they'd have been relegated in March. Oh, uh, I thought
2: Semi J was
1: good in the first half. Mm. Well, I think he'd been alright this season, A G, But like, you
0: know, the rest of the defence has been absolutely shocking.
2: Yeah, like, I won't defend any of them. Um, it's a shame, because I think some of those players, like Yukushlu, Gallagher, Pereira, certainly Pereira, deserve better than that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think there's no way that we see Pereira still at West Brom next season. I think that £18 million release clause will get activated. I think he's definitely...
2: a bargain. Yeah,
1: I yeah. know. Um, and he's definitely good enough to play in a top half Premier League club Um, I think definitely I mean I'd love to have him at Burnley I mean I know it's not realistic like at all but you know I'd love to have him at Burnley I think he's an absolutely brilliant player
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean
1: I don't know why. I just, I can picture him in a Spurs shot mm. maybe it's just because the colours are similar I don't know Right. Um, I think he'd fit really well. Yeah, he would. Um and I know there's rumors that um Liverpool are gonna go in for Rafinha and that Leeds are gonna replace Rafinha with Pereira. Um, I think oh, that's I of
2: the PSG Rafinha,
1: okay. All right. No, the um the Leeds Rafinha. All right.
0: Um
1: but yeah, I think that would be you know a decent move for all parties, really, apart from maybe West Brom.
2: Yeah, but they're going to need to take some money when they go down. Mm. Yeah. I think it all comes down to why did they sack Village?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just panicking, really. I mean, because, I mean, Allardyce isn't going to be their manager next season. like So, no. you know, they're going to be left with someone who they bring in who won't know the squad, and most likely will be, you know, you know, less likely to bring them up than Bilic would have been.
2: I, I do not understand the decision after a sensational performance against Man City.
1: Yeah, they literally drew with Man City and then a day later they sack him. Like, you know, all to panic to bring in Allardyce, you know, who, you know, is five years out of Well, not five years out of date, but he's definitely out of date. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess you know, will West Brom get relegated this weekend?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, I can see them pulling out a performance against Wolves. Um, I think that, um, you know, definitely, um. They could get a win. I mean, they got a win earlier in the season against Wolves, so you know they could more than easily do the double over them. Um, and I mean, you know, Brighton, you know, I think they're going to struggle against Leeds personally. So, you know, I don't think they'll get relegated this weekend, um, but that doesn't mean that I think they're going to get out of it. No way. Hmm. Do you think Chelsea beat
2: Fulham? They
1: should beat Fulham. I mean, you'll know better than me whether you think they will, but, you know, they definitely should beat Fulham.
2: Well, that performance against West Brom doesn't feel me, I hope.
1: Mm. I mean, you need to beat Fulham, really, to, you know, get them top four hopes in, because you've got a really tough running in the league, a far tougher running than West Ham.
2: Mm-hmm. When Saints did us a, a, a favour yesterday.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I think Leicester are pretty much confirmed top four at this point. I think it is a straight shoot out between Chelsea and West Ham. I can't see Leicester dropping out now. I mean, what, Leicester are eight points above West Ham? Yeah, Yeah,
2: I was thinking Chelsea could get third. Oh, right. Um, Well, yeah, get 61 points, that's two points behind Leicester. Yeah. I mean, Leicester, I mean,
1: Leicester do have a tough running, to be fair. I mean, the last four games of the season, Newcastle, Man United, Chelsea and Spurs, with the game against Chelsea, still are come in the FA Cup. Yeah. So, that is I a tough running, we're... to be fair.
2: Yeah. I think we play them in the FA Cup, then three days later we meet again. Hmm. Yeah. Um... Should we move on to... It doesn't Le- seem right, that,
1: though. Like, the FA Cup should be the last game of the season, to me, anyway.
2: Yeah, I agree. I don't quite understand it either. Yeah. Unless I've got that... No, I haven't got that wrong. No? No, we play them on the 15th of May in the FA Cup.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem right, that. Um, mm. But I... um,
2: yeah, but... I suppose they have to shift everything back because of the Euros. Well, yeah, true. And then you got the Champions League final if we're in that. Oh. Uh... We're going to talk about Leicester Palace?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, <laughs> again, it looks like Leicester could be, um, you know, bottling it again. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they um they managed to come from behind. After a Zaha goal early on, um, you know, Castagna managed to get the equaliser, who I'm a big fan of personally. And then Inacho manages to get the winner, you know. Um it was such bad timing for you that literally the day after you criticised Ian Acho for being shy, it's just gone on this immense purple patch. You know, he's got the most non-penalty goals for Leicester this season. He's got a goal every 116 minutes in the league. He's, he's just been brilliant for him.
2: When did I criticise him for being shy?
1: Oh, um, a while ago.
2: Oh, oh yeah, probably before he went on this patch, yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant I criticised him during the patch. I was like, Oh, no. Oh, OK. Yeah, that sounds like me. I tend to get things like that wrong. Mm-hmm. Goal and assist in this game is set up Castania. mm Yeah, he he's having a bit of a mad one with um Lingard after January.
0: Aye, yeah. I mean, I just think he
1: really suits that um number sort of well, it's not really a number ten role, it's more like a number nine and a half role. Um you know, I think he really suits that role.
2: Mm-hmm. am um, sorry, I'm boring, you. Yeah? Sorry, no, I was just thinking, Um, are we going to talk about last night's game or not?
1: Um, Yeah, well, we'll get on to that um, in a bit. Um, But, I mean, we'll cover the, the European games first. Um, I'm sure you'll have quite a bit to say about the um, Real Madrid-Chelsea game, so I'll let you go first.
2: Should have won it. Um, I think that first half, uh it was all of all us. I think that sensational save by Courtois was more due to the ineptitude of Werner. I mean, mm. dead on goal, and for, he forcing a save was just due to the fact that he just shot it straight. Putaric was incredible. Um, their goal came from absolutely nothing. I mean, it was bouncing about, and no other stroke in the world is going to score that kind of goal, other than Benzema.
1: Yeah, Benzema. I feel like he's really sort of underrated when it comes to talking about you know some of the best number nines um, of the past ten years. Really, I think he's you know he's really been excellent. But I think ever since Ronaldo's left, he sort of stepped his game up. Really. I
2: wouldn't. I would say he's more in the limelight, um mm. because no he's not in the shadow of anyone, yeah um, but yeah, I think that second half was pretty drab, Uh nothing really mm. and i uh, I think Ramos is gonna be back for the second leg, so that hopefully we'll rotate at half five today, um mm. save our best lads for the. Game at Stamford Bridge, but the good thing is we go into it, um, you know, all square. But we've got the away goal.
1: Yeah, yeah, that could end up being crucial. You know, a nil-nil draw would see you go through to the Champions League final. And it's just mental that at the end of the at the end of January, you were ninth, and now you're <laughs> ninety minutes away from the Champions League final. You know, four, you know, three and a bit months later. Like it's just mental the turnaround that's happened. Yeah, FA Cup final as well. Yeah, it's just mental the difference that having an elite level manager will
0: get you.
2: And I just don't understand the people that wanted Lampard in. I just because looking back, this is where we should be. This is the Chelsea. At least I know and love. Maybe you know, but don't love. Yeah, I, I know
1: this Chelsea.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this is where we're meant to be, you know? Hopefully we can bring the Champions League home, that'd be incredible. Mm. Um, and really speak highly of the, the, the level of Tuchel. I mean, I think his sacking by PSG was rather harsh. Because mm. the game that he was losing was because they went down to nine men and all that. Mm. And it's not like Pochettino doing any better. Mm. Um, yeah, I
1: mean, it's weird because in the Champions League, PSG have looked absolutely mental, but they're not even top of the league in France.
2: No, yeah. Um, should we talk about the PSG game?
1: Yeah, we can do. Um, I mean, you know, it's basically a tale of two halves, really. First half, PSG were all over Man City, they managed to get a goal. Through a Marquinhos header from a corner, which, you know, Gundogan should have done better, really. Uh, he just let Marquinhos go free. And I'll never understand Zonal marking on a corner. Um, but yeah, it probably could have been two or three more. Um, I think Neymar absolutely ran the show in the first half. And then the second half, obviously, Pep must have said somewhat to those City players because they came out like, you know, they were different animals. Um, you know, they absolutely spanked PSG in the second half. Neymar and Mbappe didn't have a touch. Um, and yeah, those you know two goals, especially that second goal, I think was very poor. I, well, the first goal was poor from Navas, and the second goal was poor from, I think it was Kimpembe who broke the wall. Um,
2: yeah, I don't understand the whole jump and twist thing. Yeah, because you're just creating gaps, as we've seen. If you, put, if you put your hand on your chest and you're going, obviously, if it hit your hand, is that handball?
1: Um, I don't think anyone knows, Harry. I, I, you're asking me what the rule is, and no one knows what the rules are. So, I, I don't think the refs unnatural. know what the rules are. So,
2: I guess it's unnatural.
1: Uh, it's unnatural, but it's near your body, isn't it. So, I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, it um, would have hit your chest if it I didn't hit hand. So,
2: yeah, I thought the implosion was gonna, you know, get even worse after that. Address a gay getting oh, sent
1: left. off. Yeah, exactly. yeah like, I mean, it was a straight red. Yeah. Quite rightly.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought City were going to really make them pay. I mean, they were all over the place prior to that goal, and then that red card for a really unnecessary challenge. Mm.
1: I think it was just frustration, really. Um, you know, there were, nothing was going PSG's way that second half.
2: So... Well the last few times that uh Gay uh, had been sent off, um another player had always gone off with him, but mm-hmm. um I thought that was gonna be uh, a repeat of that, but no. Yeah. Um should we move on to Europa
1: League? Uh yeah we can do um I mean you know where do you want to go first because they're both interesting talking points these two games. Villarreal. Aye. Um, Unai Emery coming back to haunt Arsenal really. Um and... He's missed
2: the Europa League that's why. Yeah. He won it four times in a trot. Got Arsenal to a final. Lost at the Chelsea, but could be taking Real to a final as it stands. Mm. Um that that first half an hour by Villarreal was brilliant. Manu Togeros and Raul Abiol with the goals.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean it really, you know, surprised me to see Raul Albiol still playing. He's only 35 as well. I'd have thought he'd have been older than that. Feels like he's been around forever.
2: Yeah, he's he's very well travelled, yeah. Mm. Um Convert as a penalty, what did you make of the Etienne Kapoo second yellow? Uh,
1: well, I think it was a second yellow. <laughs>
2: yeah, but to give him a red card, he's been stretched off. Well, yeah, but you know,
1: if it it's a red card, if it's a red card, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, it, so, ju- just yeah. because he got stretched off, you know, if he was back for the next game, if he was fit for the next game you know, he shouldn't be able to play just because he got stretched it off.
2: No, you, you, that's a good point. Um, I don't think any of the subs for Arsenal, the likes of Aubameyang and Martine, really made an impact in the game.
1: No, not really. Um, I think that yeah, it was, it, it was just a night where not much went right for Arsenal, really. Um, I think they really got lucky in the fact that they managed to get an away goal. Um, I think that's sort of the only sort of thing that can, they can cling on to because you know, take it back to the Emirates and you can easily fluke a one nil. Um, because if it were two nil, you know, I'd, I'd be almost certain that Arsenal would be knocked out. They they just looked absolutely toothless in this game. Really, you know, the only goal that they got was a scuffed penalty. Yeah, I
2: mean. Villarreal made Leno work, um, forcing four saves out of him. Mm. And then two goals, obviously. Um, But when I'm actually looking at the the shots and the possession, it's a a very level playing field. It was just a difference of the quality in those shots leading to Mm. the goals. Oh, yeah, Arsenal had a red card, didn't they? uh, Yeah, Danny Savio's
1: got... um a second yellow as well. I think both of them were yellow
0: cards as well. I think that was pretty fair. Yeah.
2: So, he'll be missing the second leg. I mean, I don't think that's... I mean, who do you think will fill in his role in the next game? Do you think it'll be El Nene?
1: Um I mean, you'd assume so, wouldn't you? I mean, you if Xhaka's going to persist at left-back, you know, that leaves you El Nene um, and then... You know, maybe you could drop smith Raw back. You know, maybe maybe even someone like Miguel Aziz, you know, from the Arsenal Academy could fill in. Um, but you'd assume it'd be El Nene. Uh-huh. Um, um, I'm not really all that excited to
2: talk
0: about
1: the next game. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know, it, it, it was a, dem- especially that second half, it was a demolition job. Like, you'd assume United are through to the final, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I know that um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer says, you know, it's not job done, but it was a good job done, right? Um, You know, which amused him, which is all that matters. Um, (laughs) But that sort of trio on that, you know, that left-hand side triangle of um, Bruno, Pogba and Cavani were absolutely immense going forward, and I think if Cavani has agreed a new contract at United, which is what has been rumoured, you know that could be an immense sort of trio next season.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they completely tore that centre. I mean, it's it, it's kind of crazy that Roma led two one at one point. Mm. Um, and then it seems after Smalling got his yellow cards it all fell apart and, mm. uh, the floodgates opened yeah
1: I know um, I mean it, it was just an immense performance going forward from United and I genuinely do think that they are a centre half and maybe a defensive midfielder away from really pushing for that title Th- Wasn't
2: Eric Bally just signed a new contract?
1: Uh, yeah, but I mean, the problem with Baye is he's only fit for like 10 games a season.
2: Huh. What did you say they, they need? A centre back and.
1: And a defensive midfielder.
2: Well, I don't know why, but United fans seem to love Fred.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's been all right this season. It's probably his best season in a United shirt, but, you know, he's not brilliant.
0: I like McTominay. Uh I don't know. What, are you not a fan? I don't
2: know, I just You got a punchable face. So...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, no no, you know, comment on his footballing ability or always just you know oh I don't like his I don't like his face, so United should sell him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't like him and I don't like Slabbed. No. Well, I haven't got a bad word to say about Rashford about you know him as a human or as a footballer. Yeah. Neither cavani either. Bruno I still think is overrated.
1: I mean Well it depends who you're asking, really. I mean, you know, if you're talking to the people who are comparing him with Kevin De Bruyne, then yes he is overrated. But if you Saying oh,
2: they, are, they are worlds apart,
1: mm. yeah. But I mean, you know, there's also some people who say, you know, oh, he's awful. The only reason he's good is because of his penalties, which you know, I think he's vastly underrated him there.
2: No, I don't agree with that. Yeah,
0: his,
2: his penalty records and his free kicks certainly do inflate his goals.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that.
2: Um, I any the, the assists that he's made. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's still a quality player, but you know he's not, you know, like Kevin De Bruyne level. You know, one of the best playmakers the Premier League's probably seen. Like, I think is that fair to say? Yeah,
2: he's
1: up there with the likes of Fabregas, Perez. Mm. Oh, Cesc Fabregas, man! Honestly, he was so good. Honestly, he's probably the best player I've seen play at Turf Moor He's says Fabregas. He was absolutely brilliant in that Chelsea team. Was that your, the first
2: game when you came
1: up? Uh, yeah, when we came up the second time in 2014. What, to um, beat you 3-1? Three, 3-1, one? Three, one, yeah. We scored the first goal. Um, and then you absolutely, you know, Hazard and Fabregas tore our arsehole wide open. <laughs> it, yeah. And and I, I remember I remember coming out of that game and thinking, fucking hell, we're just going to get spanked every single game this season. But no, it was just that Chelsea team was
0: fucking good.
2: Yeah, won the league. Really? Diego,
0: did
1: Diego Costa score? Um, I, I can't remember. I think so. I, I remember that first goal.
2: Actually, Sherlock, did he score?
1: Um, that sounds familiar. I think he scored the second goal. Yeah, I think the first goal was Costa because I remember that. Um, because that Fabregas assist was fucking. It was just ridiculous. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. it was Costa Shola, Ivanovic. Yeah.
1: Yeah that that first goal was ridiculous with that fucking pass from Fabregas. It was like a no-look chip pass that just absolutely destroyed our entire defence. Like Yeah, I mean we were sensational that
0: season. Mm. Oh yeah. Easily.
1: Um But yeah, um I think, you yeah. know, is that all the, you know, gotta say, I mean, we kind of digressed from the United Roma game there. Um, you
2: saw dropper. dropper
1: came on, yeah. I, the thing is, I don't really remember him, like, Well oh, he came
2: on late, that's why, yeah. Oh, what a team that is! Mm. Yeah, should we wrap
0: up?
1: Aye, uh well I mean, you know, we've still got that Southampton Leicester game to touch on, you know, really quickly. Um Yeah. You know, but like you said, Southampton did you a favour definitely.
2: hmm. Um I thought they were really good. Mm. Um holding on. Well, even getting equalized a one 0 down and with ten men. I mean, against mm. a team that's third.
1: Oh yeah. Um, You know, and also a team that beat them 9-0 last season. So, you know, can't forget that.
2: It's a very weird Southampton side. You see the best, like last night, and then you see the absolute worst with the the games against, well, that's the last season, that Man United losing 9-0. I think Carson house deserves a bigger club. Do you think? Yeah, I mean... I mean, there's only so much he can do at Saints and they, they the owners don't back him and the job he's doing with the, the the real lack of quality that they've got outside of Ings and Ward Prowse maybe Carl uh, Walker-Peters as well Like that's you've you, you literally got three players to rely on one of which is Ings and he's in and out of the squad due to injury <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Put them to the FA Cup semi-final, let's not forget as well. Mm.
1: Yeah. I think <sighs> problem with Hassan Hootle, in my opinion anyway, is that it's the same problem that like Graham Potter has. Is that like he tries to play too good football for the plays that he has. Like and that's why you see him you know, getting spanked 9-0. It's because they're trying to, like, play out from the back or, like, you know, trying audacious passes, what they just can't do, and they get punished for it. Um, I mean, you know, he's clearly a good manager because he did well for... Was it Leipzig he was at of Salzburg? I think, was, uh, I think it was Leipzig, wasn't Leipzig, it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did all right for them. Um, and, I mean, you know, same thing with Potter. I think he'd probably do better at a bigger club. I just think he's, um, you know, he's not getting the best out of his current squad, purely because of the style that he's trying to implement. You know, he's he's not playing for his players; he's playing to
0: his own philosophy. If that sort of makes sense.
2: Yeah, I mean, Asenjo's first season with Leipzig, they'd just been promoted. And they finished second.
0: Mm.
2: That I mean, and then he goes to Southampton.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that had happened three
1: years later, that wouldn't have happened, right? Mm. Yeah.
0: Top
2: scorer was Timo Werner, with
1: twenty-one. Mm. Yeah, when when he could actually find the
0: back of the net. Um, mm. Yeah. All right, but yeah. Um,
1: I mean, I think Leicester's pretty much confirmed top four. I know, I know we were saying they've got a tough run in, um, but I think they're pretty much confirmed top four. Um, what do you see them doing in the Champions League next season? I mean, do you see them going far? I mean, this season obviously got knocked out earlier than a lot of people expected, I think, in the Europa League. so.
2: Ah, uh, it depends on who they sign, doesn't it? I was mm. It's too early to sort of predict. I mean, it depends who they get on in the groups. I'd imagine there would be pot three. I was about to
1: say, I don't think they'd be fourth seed, but I can't imagine them being top two. So I think third seed is probably most likely.
2: Yeah, I give it that? so pot one is obviously gonna be someone hard. Pot two. You could end up with a team like Zenit. I think Leicester can certainly get past them. Aren't Zenit the pot one? It depends. On I
1: part. swear they were pot one.
2: It's usually them or Benfica, so mm. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Leicester, you know, next season coming up against, you know, a actual big team, you know, in Europe, someone like a Bayern Munich or a PSG, just to, you know, sort of see the level that they're at because um, we haven't really got a chance to see that from Leicester this season um, you know we we saw them they beat Man City early in the season um, but besides that they haven't really been they haven't really come up against top level opposition so it'll be interesting to see that next season you know to just sort of gauge where Leicester are at at the moment
2: mm-hmm. yeah and it it'd be interesting to see if it impacts her league form Mm.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think this season they've sort of balanced being in the Europa League with being in the league well, you know, and they've got to a cup final as well. Um, You know, and there are less um, games in the Champions League than there is in the Europa League, so, you know, you'd assume that they'd perform well, but you know, again, you know,
0: who knows? Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Um, but yeah, I mean I think that's it, unless there's all else that uh, you're wanting to add on. No. No. Uh right, well, have you got anything you want to plug then? Uh
2: my Twitter has a tweet ten.
1: Yep. Uh and I'll plug mine at IWGP Chris BFC, And you can follow the pod. No, it's not. Fuck. Um and I'll plug Three mine at Chris eight, underscore underscore BFC. And you can follow the podcast at anti-football pod. Uh that is it from us and we will speak to you a lot later.